0: actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, and welcome to the Boss Up Podcast, episode 209. I'm your host, Emily Aries, and today I'm sharing how to be a leader without... Compromising your authenticity, which is a challenge I hear so many women face in a world that traditionally aligns leadership qualities with qualities historically associated with maleness or masculinity. Before I dive into today's topic, though, I want to make sure you know that Bossed Up Bootcamp is coming up soon in San Francisco this month, March 21st and 22nd, then in Denver this coming June, and Washington, D.C. this September. And this year, we've completely relaunched Bossed Up Bootcamp with a focus on leadership development and supporting women managers especially those who aspire to management or find themselves in their first management position or who are navigating the transition from manager to leader. We have an incredible lineup of trainers presenting on topics ranging from clarifying your leadership vision and communicating it to demonstrating and communicating executive presence, being a better boss, how to manage and hold your team accountable, and even things like work-life balance and and time management. There is so much to Boss at Bootcamp, our premier program for women managers. And we've created everything you need to approach your company and ask them for sponsorship included in the Bossed Up Bootcamp landing page, which includes an approval letter template and a brief, a sort of PowerPoint presentation outlining the benefits to your company for sending you. Group discounts are available for organizations that send three or more and registration is filling up now for San Fran, March 21st and 22nd, Denver in June, and DC this September. All right, so as I was preparing to tackle this question of being a woman leader without compromising your authenticity, there were two articles that really stuck out to me as important to mention. The first appeared in the Harvard Business Review back in August of 2013, authored by Tomás Chamorro I don't know. (laughs) I, I might be getting that right or wrong, but the title of his piece is Why Do So Many Incompetent Men Become Leaders? And it is a compelling question that, frankly, boils down to this. We as a society have historically confused confidence for competence. Confidence, bravado, hubris, ego, those are not adequate substitutes for capabilities, competence, ability, the ability to get things done, to inspire, to lead, to make good choices. And I think that is very clear to many a competent woman waiting for her leadership opportunity. But we live in a world that almost worships male leaders who express confidence and don't always demonstrate competence. In fact, I won't make any political references (laughs) right now, but I think we see this playing out in lots of different arenas, including American politics right now. There's even this term in the research called the genius fallacy that credits men and, and famous male leaders throughout history as being geniuses of having this innate gift of leadership That is rarely afforded to women who have to prove themselves worthy through trust building, through hard work, through competence, through proven past performance. And this is really problematic when it comes to being a woman leader in a world that seems to worship narcissistic, hubris-fueled male leaders, in his piece, Tomas says, quote, unsurprisingly, the mythical image of a leader embodies many of the characteristics commonly found in personality disorders, such as narcissism, psychopathy, histrionic, or Machiavellian personalities. The sad thing is not that these mythical figures are unrepresentative of the average manager— but that the average manager will fail precisely for having these characteristics. These characteristics are personality disorders, are not leadership qualities to aspire to. And yet, he argues in his piece that this is sort of indicative of the average, normal, commonplace leader. And that great leadership is much harder to find and, and a, a value of competence over confidence is far too rare. So he starts to argue in opposition to the whole Sheryl Sandberg argument of leaning in. In fact, he says, quote, it struck me as a little odd that so much of the recent debate over getting women to lean in has focused on getting them to adopt more of these dysfunctional leadership traits. Yes, these are the people we often choose as our leaders, but should they be? (laughs) End quote. And I think this question that he's asking has not yet been answered. In fact, it was only last October that another related argument that was published in the New York Times by Ruth Whitman titled, Enough Leaning In, Let's Tell Men to Lean Out. And she argues directly against assertiveness as a quality to aspire to, which I know is very near and dear to my heart. And I I saw a bunch of people tag me on Facebook and on Twitter when this article came out, because she really opens with an argument against assertiveness and and telling women to be assertive, which is my hallmark (laughs) and my most popular talk. And if I had not been on my honeymoon, I would have written a response piece, but it took an incredible amount of self-discipline and commitment to work-life balance to look at my phone while in Hawaii with Brad the Boo and chilling on a beach. And drink in my ties to say, you know what? No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna dive into this debate right now. But that was a personal choice, anyway. So Ruth writes in her article, quote: So perhaps instead of nagging women to scramble to meet the male standard, we should instead be training men and boys to aspire to women's cultural norms and selling those norms to men as both default and desirable to be more deferential, to reflect and listen and apologize where an apology is due. And if unsure, to err on the side of superfluous sorry than an absent one, to aim for modesty and humility and cooperation rather than blowhard arrogance, end quote. So what she's saying is, you know, instead of telling women to be more assertive and aspire to this totally dysfunctional, traditionally male narcissistic demonstration of or practice of leadership, we should be encouraging more men to aspire to deference and diplomatic, small d democratic leadership styles that women embrace. Now, here's the thing. I understand where these arguments are coming from and I have long been a proponent of the strategy that we should play the cards we've been dealt while we change the game. It's hard for me in good conscience to say you shouldn't aspire to assertiveness or you shouldn't hone your self-confidence or you shouldn't be more courageous and embrace your ego on occasion when it's due and when it makes sense. Because frankly, I think we've conditioned women and girls our entire lives to err on the side of self-doubt and underplaying our successes and being coy and too deferential. So my take on this whole thing when it comes to how you embody your own leadership style is in order for you to be authentic, we need to recognize that it's not a binary. It is not one or the other. You are not either some overconfident, machismo, hubris-filled Narcissistic leader or some super deferential, behind the scenes, coy, demure, apologetic lady leader. (laughs) It's never that simple. And I think boiling it down into this argument with two different camps is not helpful. In fact, every good leader in my experience balances both, like embraces the duality within themselves in their ability to be assertive and decisive and confident and clear with the willingness to listen actively, to be deferential, to focus on competence over confidence and acknowledge they're not always right or perfect. So at the end of the day, I don't think there's any perfect brand of leadership out there. I think Embracing your authenticity as a leader means having both of these tools in your leadership toolbox and being willing to play the more assertive card when it serves your goals and your audience and being willing to play the more deferential card and listen actively and be open to apologizing when that serves your goals and audience. It is not a zero-sum game. These are not binary choices, their yes and choices. And I think all of us as leaders need to embrace our authenticity and our duality and our complexity as individuals to be both democratic, diplomatic, deferential leaders who also are unafraid to make tough choices and be assertive. I'd be curious to hear from you on this too. I want to know how have you struggled in the past with embracing your leadership Without feeling like you're putting on a mask or putting on armor heading into work every day, right? Like we're not talking about putting on this sense of bravado or machismo as a way to fool others into respecting you or just playing confidence where you lack competence. I'd be curious to hear in your experience as leaders, as emerging leaders, as aspiring leaders, How do you balance these two? And what's your take on these two articles? I'll link to them in the show notes, um, the Harvard Business Review article and the New York Times article. They're both fascinating reads. Both of them got me thinking and got me kind of enraged. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I disagree with a lot of the, the simplicity of some of these arguments and the hyper boiling down ism of the encampments that are represented in these two pieces. And yet. I do agree that worshiping a historically male version of leadership does not do us any good. It doesn't do men good. It doesn't do women good. It simplifies gender roles. It simplifies and distills down what leadership looks like when, in fact, leadership looks very diverse. And the more we can embrace that— And hopefully as an electorate, (laughs) as a country, the more we can acknowledge and value different forms of leadership, the better I think we'll all be. I want to hear what you think. Weigh in in the comments section of today's corresponding blog post at bossedup.org episode 209 to tell me what your thoughts are or tag me on social media at Emily Aries or at bossedup.org. In the meantime, as always, keep bossing in pursuit of your purpose, however you deem appropriate, and let's continue to lift as we climb.